but I have listening ADD, so audiobooks just in one ear and out the other for me. They don't. I'm play, a lot better so. at the it's audio. It's still worth it reading. to listen to some particular parts that Marsters does. Oh yeah, specifically the English things. That when you have when you have kids, you learn how to block out certain noises, and you forget how to turn that off. So I just I I'm have sure. a hard time. Like even podcasts, I'll be like, okay, what were they just talking about? Because my mind will just wander. So I, I miss too many details on, you know, you read epic fantasy where there's like a hundred characters and there's like 200 cities and you can't do that on, I can't yeah. do that on audio form. I've, d- I've done all of Sanderson on audio and wow. I think I retain it somewhat, but. <laughs> At least somewhat. Yeah. I've heard some people say it's like, it's like matrix. It's like downloaded to their brain. They're not even paying attention. And then they realize they heard the whole thing. I'm like, I wish I could do that because I can't. <laughs> right. Oh, welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. <laughs> we really <laughs> like these cold opens. So. Yeah. We're not nearly as cool as like you know sliding across the bullpen with a with a helmet and you know having uh, Captain Holt in the background, but we really like the cold opens. So, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and we're going to be talking peace talks, and in many ways, this is peace talks part one. And we're doing uh, spoilers. Lots yeah. of spoilers. But Spoiler well, are we keeping this one light-ish or light? But we uh, will dissect just... everything when our okay. resident eldest Gruff returns and he's right. willing to speak to us again. Yeah, light um, spoilers then. Well, yeah. just like surface level, right? So, like, if you we're don't want to have what a we thought of ruined, the book, right? Like, well, like what we what we like, what we didn't stuff like that. Yeah. There's almost certainly mm. going to be major plot spoilers, but I don't think sure. we're going to get all the way into the nitty gritty and the ramifications and everything. We just don't have time, but yeah. Director, would you also like to introduce? We have a guest of Mike of Mike Books Reviews because he just got caught up and it was really fun for me to watch him on Twitter of reacting to the books, <laughs> especially like going through as everyone does to changes. That uh, was fun to watch. So yeah, like, I did my what? very first video where people said, I can't wait until you get the changes. And I'm like, right. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you know in 12 books when I get there. <laughs> it's all actually saw your... to say to a new person, like, oh, you're on book one. You have to tell me when you're at book 12. Right. And it's such a right. strange thing, but it is so worth it. And uh, when you were lining up right to get caught up when Peace Talks comes out, it's like, okay, let's let's do a chat. This is going to be fun. I actually saw your video reaction of two two changes. Uh, the uh, the first chapter or the last chapter? The last chapter. Yeah, that's the one that Jim himself actually said. It yeah, was he like just shared it on, t- on watch, Twitter, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's like where you were like, yeah, I don't usually react to books, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, you you just wait. I'm watching. You're I'm gonna see something here. <laughs> I've been against reaction videos because I feel like they're always staged and people overact in them and stuff like that. And I was like, when I'm reading, I'm just a very immersive reader, and maybe I'll raise an eyebrow or something. But yeah, I had to look at the camera a couple times and be like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> It met the hype. Usually it doesn't. And it usually doesn't, but for that book, it is totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, and six years has been worth waiting for Peace Talks. I don't Everything know happened. happened. Everything happened in Peace Talks. <laughs> yeah. A lot happened in Peace Talks. So many and so many things we wanted to see, but people are not happy. I was going to say, like, if you're, if you're one of those that didn't like the book, you're probably going to find this episode pretty rough because we're big old fans of the book and, yeah. you know, we enjoyed it. Um, you know, I get it. It's not, I wouldn't say it's one of his strongest pieces of work. It obviously can't stand on its own because it's a part one. So yeah. don't get your panties in a bunch when you didn't get answers to literally everything because we're going to get Battlegrounds in three months. And that's when I think you're going to be able to judge it. You know, 
this book sucks or this whatever. I mean, I told the wife, and it's an anecdote from our story, this was Infinity War in a lot of ways, but we don't have to wait for three months to find out. Like the same kind of like, oh shit, you know, at the, at the end of the movie where it's like, how are, how are we getting out of this? Like, you know, the heroes have got to win because that's the kind of story we're in, right? Harry's going to make it. Uh, you know, there, there are some other things that you can draw lines between this and Christmas Eve. Spoilers, we know some of the people make it because that's the kind of story we're in and we already have a, a, a epilogue, right, of sorts. But that doesn't mean that you're not like, how do we get here from there? Like that there isn't drama in this book. So I mean, if it wasn't for the Christmas story, I would have been worried for Mab. Oh, yeah, oh. for sure. <laughs> she got warped hard, man. So, yeah, she got like... In, in case anyone is unsure of just how badass this person is that walked into the room. Matt was broken. <laughs> allow, like, uh, yeah. Allow me to tell you from three shattered. blocks over. Ow! <laughs> so. And I, I also, I'll say I really like this book. Um, it's a, I think it really managed to, uh, it's, it's, in some ways it's butchered at its best, but it definitely has a lot of real problems. And I can recognize that uh, kind of analytically. Uh, there's some structural things going on. There's some, it's just isol- a lot of isolated moments that kind of feel like filler or padding. But I think the tone is right. I think the payoff, it's its a lot of actual payoff for the series and not just set up for the next book. Um, I think there's a lot of things tying it together. Um, mm-hmm. that, I mean, we started getting answers all, on a few yeah. things. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's that's pretty important. And then, but uh, but of course, in in a good way, like in in the the good trope, we yes, we answered you, but only this much, and then we gave you about this many more questions. Like right. you right. know, uh, like the whole Starborn thing. We we finally get a taste of that. We finally understand finally much much better the mechanics and confirmation on on like one of the key power sets. But then, literally, everybody is like. I was specifically asked not to tell you about this. It's like, uh, by I, who? Ooh. Who's got leverage on all y'all and has skin in the game enough to, to be like, no, if you know this, this is bad. You know, and it's, there's so there's just, yeah, there's quite a bit of still mystery uh, to, to figure that out later. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, anyway. This just makes me sad. This just makes me sad that I didn't ex- experience this like you guys because I haven't had time to formulate all these theories and I need to have this, 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 uh-huh. and this answered. So, well, uh, yeah, I, we have, I mean, we've sad. had five, five years of theory crafting. What, what I tell every single person when they catch up to wherever the current book is, is that congratulations, whether you like it or not, you are now a Dresden scholar, you know, especially <laughs> for the, for this last, the, the gap of the last five years, it's like all you have right now is the theory crafting, the deep lore, you know, things to keep it going. Um, you know, so there's there's been quite a bit of that. We did speculation episodes galore. We've tried to dig into the nature of Nemesis and just all of these things. So I'm sure while we're reading it, we're like, which of our theories are paying off? And, wh- you know, where's this going to lead to? And Still cannot prove Rashid and Vaterung are not the same oh person. Oh, my God. Would you just not? <laughs> <laughs> but, prove it. Not yet. We, we can't add the Titan to the list. So. About the only one that I really dived into was uh, what Cowl and Kamori. That was about the only one that I've, mm. I've touched on it, like at all. So I didn't right. have. I didn't. There are some Apparently, a lot of the things I said I wanted to know about people slapped back that they were in the short stories, and I felt felt like an idiot. So oh, <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about well, those. Well, fans can be rough. Yeah. There's, there's fact a checkers. They're good fact checkers. I'll put it that way. Right. <laughs> I, think, 
I just noticed there's about three different kinds of ways of handling stuff from the short stories. There's at least three things. And one of the best ones was when he didn't have any kind of setup or explanation. It was very satisfying because it's it's limited knowledge. Uh, Dresden doesn't know, and it's told in the first person. And so mm. the reader reading just Peace Talks won't know. Uh, but if you have read the other short story, then you do. But I think, I think with the others, there was just mm-hmm. kind of like a, there's one where just something gets thrown in if you know what I mean, not because no spoilers, right? Something gets thrown no, in. We can spoil it. Huh? Huh? Oh, no, well, go ahead. You can't, you can't spoil all my comments. All, all, the, all the short stories have been spoiled in my comments, so there's nothing <laughs> no. you guys are going to spoil me on. Oh, well, a literal head gets thrown in, and that's explained. Right. Oh, right. Then, yeah. Who but then, he there's was. A major, but then there's a major plot okay. point, too, and a whole conversation and scene that also is payoff from the short stories with River Shoulders, right? So right. there's kind of three different levels of how he's handled short story integration, which is just a wonderful. A wonderful way of uh, tying it together. I do worry that there's not a larger scope of what peace talks could be, and other supernatural nations we don't know about what that could be, and there's no set for that. But mm-hmm. it's it's tying together everything that we have seen, even if it's not bringing too much new in the peace talks portion of the story. Yeah, of course, I mean, to, the big reveal. To expound on that a little bit, I mean, he he, so he canonized all the short stories in a lot of ways, and he's done that before. But Peace Talks had, you know, more weight by volume in that regard. Um, Curses is the reference you're talking about, um, and mm-hmm. then also, you know, obviously Bigfoot shows up on screen. Spoilers. And um, one of the other ones that might be subtle for a lot of fans was that he t- he specifically talks about the Naga from Ghoul Goblin if I recall correctly. And so like he canonizes some of the comics in the process. Now, unfortunately it's one of the worst ones. However, he specifically talks about, you know, some, some of these things. So there's a lot of Easter eggs, you know, from his other first chapter of peace talks for a handful of years. And Mm -hmm. it's gone through a couple of different versions. And I don't remember exactly which one I, it, that I read that Mm -hmm. on when Carlos was acknowledging Thomas, he said, it's been a while uh, since Iowa. But in the version I just read, it said, since the deeps. Gotcha. I don't remember exactly how they line up in the fact of, of Iowa or the deeps from uh, White Knight, but it almost seemed like he was taking that back and not acknowledging Warcry. Mm. Which also sucked him. Well, but, but Warcry took place shortly after Deadbeat. So Warcry was before so, White Knight. Okay, it could have been yeah. just a continuity fix, but mm-hmm. it because I saw that it, right after we that's, had uh, gone over Warcry, it's like okay, so it's that's, it is canon, but it isn't. Maybe I don't know. It oh, is a really good catch, but I I'm a I'm a wager here, and she can correct us on Reddit. I smell Priscilla here, so she she's one of the. I mean, obviously, it could have been any of the betas, but you know, she talks about all the time having to correct his his version of timeline. And I think she's the official keeper of the timeline. Isn't she now? So, mm-hmm. so she'd be like, bro, like, you know, the, he's definitely seen him since deadbeat, you know, and, and since, uh, because Warcry is, is contemporary, right? It, it both pre preludes, uh, you know, deadbeat and follows it up, you know, their, their first as warden's mission because Harry is warden Dresden then uh, and gets his team and whatnot, you know, team, but Anyway, that's getting deep and nerdy, so. <laughs> like normal, then. Right. <laughs> what were your guys' favorite moments out of the books? This book. All your base are belong to us. I don't even know what that means. 
Did I did I miss that? Where what well, here's that? the thing, guys. I read from what I was talking about before you went live was that I got an uncorrected proof was my arc. So there have been things that people have told me about it's quotes, in the like a Buffy quote, which I didn't uh -huh. have in my book. And then I say stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm wondering now, well, gosh, was this in the version that other people read? So interesting. It, yeah. it is in the audiobook. It's the passphrase. So when he has to get into uh, yeah. all our baseball, into, yeah, that's like, the... I don't even know what that means. And stars and stones. I know what that means. If you would have told me. Yes. Yeah, so right. Things like that. Things I, like that I love. as, as much as, as Ebenezer is terrible in this book for like a lot of reasons, he's still my favorite moments. Be like, look at that boy. My plan was well executed. And if you paid attention, no vampires. <laughs> you know, like he, he was it, so sassy. Right? Like, so much smart assery, but he was also, I mean, as Dresden put it, he was out of control. And that's chilling, especially of someone of his magnitude of power. Uh, you know, like he, he was just around the bend in, in this book. So see, and that was my biggest question in my review was I no, never thought of Ebenezer as like Mr. Cool, Mr. Relax, but I was like, he seems like a freaking teenage hothead boy in this book. And I right. could not figure out why. And I assumed, I assumed that this was something in short stories. People have told me no, mm -hmm. but also yeah. then I thought, okay, maybe it's, I'm looking at it like this. Look how hairy he is with the ghouls. No matter what, right. he's never going to be able to look at them without just like burning hatred. So I'm thinking, obviously, Ebenezer's like that with vampires. Yeah, that's right. all I can right. get. But still, there's, he there's seemed a, like he was always pissed off in this book. Like always. Right. There's there's a fair bit of that. Obviously, Harry and Ebenezer have that moment, right? That's not speculation that you know Ebenezer's like think about you and the ghouls from from Camp mm -hmm. Kaboom. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's got the hot headed Scotsman and whatever, but he's always tried to come across as the wiser, cooler headed, whatever. But if you, if you kind of like refocus it through a lens, like his showdown with Kincaid makes more sense, right? Like mm -hmm. he's more or less, you know, from Kincaid's perspective. And I, I want to bring this up because it's outside of the white council and it's outside of Harry's hero worship is that, you know, McCoy is better, little better than a hired gun. And so, like, he, he moves from, you know, uh, the badass that is, like, always have a plan, always pay attention, and then, you know, have a plan to kill everybody in the room, always keep cool, be polite, and have a plan to kill everybody in the room. That might, you know, that was probably closer to my perspective of him. And then, you know, after you see this shit, it's just like, I mean, he's, like, one push away. But, I mean, you could also take Karen's words at face value that it's family, so you know, Harry's inside of his defenses, you know, inside of any of his emotional distancing or anything that he would do with, say, Ramirez. Ramirez would not get under Ebenezer's skin like Harry does. Um, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's just, just it's oh, that's so the best answer I've gotten. Watch. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody else is like, if oh, just, maybe he's being corrupted by the black stuff or something. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that's the They're best answer so, I've gotten. That there are a, there there is a pretty big comment on that, especially leading up to the book from um, from the subreddit because you know we got the first six chapters and I I honestly I skipped the first six chapters this time because I was like halfway through chapter one and I'm like I can't sit here and read what I've already read, but right. um, because of how Carlos approaches Harry about peace talks and Ebenezer approaches Harry about peace talks, belies the fact that they're not on the same page. And so someone's like, wait a minute, somebody's lying. Somebody's, you know, out of the loop or whatever. And honestly, I mean, it still could go either way because it's not like Carlos is the same kind of Carlos that we would expect in love either. You know, so there's definitely some shenanigans afoot. And it could just be, well, he's Mab's monster now. Everybody sees Harry as, you know, the winter night instead of as Harry Dresden. But 
there were definitely some missteps <laughs> from some people in this book. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Lucio told Ramirez to be especially paranoid because Harry is Ebenezer's blind spot. She is old enough to remember that Ebenezer advocated for him to the White Council to keep him alive as a teenager and mm -hmm. all of the other defenses that he's ever done. So she, even if she doesn't know of the familial relationship, she knows that Ebenezer will try to protect Harry. And if Harry's but, corrupted, someone has to be paranoid and that's the wardens. I think there's like, okay, for, so first of all, to touch on the McCoy and, and Harry being inside his defenses, I, th I don't think, if we think back to the, the confrontation on the island, uh, I don't think McCoy would have, under any other circumstances, normally been like, like put a head of state in their place the way he did like that. I th like he did with uh, Laura, Laura back in um, Proven Turncoat. Guilty? Turncoat. Turncoat, Turncoat. yeah, because even... Uh, um, crap. Why can't I remember the other senior council chick? My uh, yeah, ancient my she was like hi ya <laughs> like what's yeah, fucking wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think that's definitely like that's like another more where you see like if, when it comes to Harry, there's like there's no 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 chill, right? Uh, and the other thing I was gonna say was uh, I think one of the reasons Ramirez is the way he is is for sure that if we see how he treats Molly in the mm -hmm. short story. He's, and then what happens to him? It's like up until that point, he's like still very. Oh, so what if you're like Winter Lady and he's Winter Knight? I was like, you're still my people, right? Mm -hmm. And he just kind of. And that's yeah. that's a huge part of the calculus. It's not something that I'm discounting. Is that he very much trusted them until Molly flipped out? You know, obviously because of the mantle, but he doesn't know that, right? And so, yeah, that it's that's definitely a big part of wounding his trust. But if you're going to tell me to my face that you trust me and stop me in the middle of the fucking night on the side of a country road, you have you've sent the wrong message. You know, like they were ready for a fight. They weren't they weren't ready to discuss something because if they thought Harry was still Harry, they would have had this conversation in a hotel lobby. It shows a little lack of trust. Sure. But it gives him the benefit of the doubt that, you know, he's not going to burn down Chicago. He's not going to endanger innocent people, all of these other things. By stopping him in the middle of a country road, regardless of what their words said, their actions said, we don't trust you for shit. You know, and that, hey, that Harry was doesn't crazy. handle that the best, though. I mean, all he could have just said was, yeah, I slept with my girlfriend, not the vampire. Sure. But yeah, it's right. but it's it's a hairy response and it's an American response. It's none sure. of your fucking sure. business. It is, is none right of your answer, business. But in that situation, know? I'm like, well, it's not like Harry. He could have de-escalated it, but Harry sure. did what Harry does. You know. Yeah. Well, Harry, it, it, Harry, Harry authority. <laughs> even before the mantle, Harry does not de-escalate. Uh, like he, he would. Yeah. He, he would. He would de-escalate if he thought he was completely out of his weight class and like sure. Mab was staring him down. Sometimes he would de-escalate. But yeah. not no, even that he had anymore. His head bounced around an elevator because he didn't back down from Mab. <laughs> right. Well, okay. I'm, th I'm thinking like book four, he kind of BS. Uh, no. Yeah. But yeah, he, he talked, he talks back to your, yeah, he, he talks back swatted. to everybody. Yeah. Right. So it's very hairy not to de escalate just because, just out of gumption. Right. And that's and spite. That, that's hairy. Gumption and spite. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? No. You guys seem like you like the book mostly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. On the Discord, I have two guys that are basically like Dresden scholars. Like you ask them about anything and they can tell you the lore of stuff that I had no idea even existed. Like they're talking about like <laughs> Michael slaying a dragon and like mm-hmm. being a doctor and all this stuff. I'm like, I had no idea about something. I mean, I heard the mention, but they could like tell you the story behind all this stuff. And so they know but, yeah. everything. And here's something I had when I read Wheel of Time. I heard lots of stuff about, oh, well, you're not going to like when you get to this book, this book, and this book. As a binge reader, they didn't bother me. So what I was worried about with this book is I read this, I treated it as like a part one of a two part season finale of a TV show. I knew it was going to be kind of like that. I didn't feel like it was super cliffhanger like changes or something, but I was like, okay, it set up everything. And I'm pretty sure Battlegrounds could give me the answers that I want. And I'm looking at these as one book. So what I want to know is as longtime waiters, were you guys as disappointed as I'm hearing a lot of disappointment from people who are waiting Whereas people like me who have not had to wait a long time for this book don't seem as disappointed. Do you think that's a real thing? I'm not disappointed. Like maybe it's because we had uh, Priscilla come on and tell us some about how it was going down at the beta read and when they were actually deciding to split it up. But she basically told us there's just a little bit too different and it's going to be better to have this peace talks and peace talks part two, essentially. And so I knew it was going to be that way and I didn't feel disappointed. I know a lot of people who did audio only were just really surprised when the credits started rolling because they didn't realize they were at the end. Mm-hmm. But when I was reading it on my Kindle, it's like, I, I know how close I am to the end. Yeah, I know 98%. I'm like, ah, this is going to end really soon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I, I was definitely holding the book and I'm like, we haven't actually had any peace talks in the book. <laughs> like I got like this much, like I got an inch of, of like, he's still got to do his crazy action sequence because He's got he's got his writing tempo. There's always the big action sequence and then the resolution. I'm assuming he's still going to follow his pattern, and he kind of did. But we didn't actually have any peace talks, and so I'm like, I can Whoa. see your good I can see your Goodreads review right now. No actual peace talks. One star. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a lot of people were like that, right? But like, yeah. it, it hits the ground running, and it just doesn't give us the pretense of what the title does, right? Like the basically by what chapter five? Well, it's chapter six, I guess. You know, basically the building is on fire and it isn't my fault. And at that point, it just mm. does not let up. Honestly, they had already sowed some of the, you know, he had already sowed some of the the conflict earlier than that with Ebenezer and some shit like that too. But it just, it's not going to give up. And honestly, like that was something that I, you know, in the first, you know, several chapters was like oh my God, would you just leave him alone? You know, it was like, there's, we get it. Like Harry's got his challenge. Then he's got his third challenge. Then he's got his fifth challenge, but we're on challenge eight. And I'm like, bro, literally he can't handle this. Like, I don't care who you are. The, that's why the the white council thing, that's, that's fucking tomorrow's problem. You know, the Thomas thing all but, you know, was tomorrow's problem. He just puts problem. him on ice. You know, he's like, like, I can't yeah. right now. Well by, well, by the end, but you know, even, even like, for for a big part of it you know like sure he's like trying to thread things together and shit but yeah like it, it's just you know we we deal more with the outsiders for the first half of the book and just all this other shit you know it just well, what, yeah. what what i what i was getting what i, what I was thinking when i was reading it when i got to 51 percent on the kindle thing i was like well i'm a little bit frustrated i didn't get to the diplomacy stuff because i always loved mm-hmm. the fairy stuff the wizard stuff the diplomacy stuff and the Dresden files that's one of my favorite bits but then i thought well we just did the reread and when I've reread changes, like the big book, right? 
it still had about 60% of just things happening and they're just kind of going, eh, Earl King, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And the, the real meat of it, the real awesome part of it, the sequence that everyone loves, where it starts going through the ways and attacking Chichen Pizza and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that stuff is the last third of the book. And the first two thirds still kind of isn't there. Right. So not even just big action sequence, just the main action of the story that ties it all together and makes sense of all these separate little chapters that don't you know he, he butcher likes the thing where there's uh five different mysteries but they're really just facets of the one mystery and that gets revealed right. and so for me the peace talks kind of shape it was a small little there's a small little climax with a gigantic plot bunny to mm -hmm. use the the term that uh, landed with a th with a head throwing scene uh, right. but otherwise it's a kind of small little novella story with kind of a, a bait and switch. You think it's going to that's, be peace talks, but nope, it's, it's set up for Battleground. That was kind of the concept, right? right? That's what he set out to do. He was yeah, like, exactly okay, right. I'm setting up this called peace talks. I'm setting all this up. I'm doing all these things. And then I'm going to do a one, like 180. And, right. and like, right. it's completely different. That was his whole idea for the, for the book, which is one of the reasons it took so long for him to write, I think. And because like, it was really hard for him to do that. Right. Uh, and because he had to fit everything in it so much so that he's got a second book but uh, uh but yeah. i didn't i wasn't this when i read the arc i mean i was like when i was done, I was like oh my god there's there's so much i know and and, and i knew also it was going to be a two-parter by when i read it that it was like there's so much good shit here there's so many things that you're like we, we get answers to some like starborn we see the one of the coolest showdowns in the book so far and i just right. i loved it mm -hmm. and and we right. finally, Ibn, Ebenezer finally gets told about Thomas, and I, there was, I, yeah, I did, no I loved in this book. book, and I'm like, that's the one that I heard the most. Is Ebenezer finally going to find out about Thomas? I was like, does that not mm -hmm. count as an answer? Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that definitely it definitely ties up part of the thread, but again, it's a continuing story, so it's going to kick off way more shit than it does. But it's, it's funny because it's almost a footnote compared to the other reckoning that, that has to happen now too. You know, like the, the, way that, the, the way that pissing contest wound up, you know, it's like, you're not just walking away from that. <laughs> There's going to be a reckoning for what just happened. And it has more to do than even just telling Thomas, you know, telling about Thomas. So I got a Thomas question. What do you guys think this Vartals did to make him go after them like that i mean everybody say oh well, he probably they probably threatened justine why no what did they have what would they, i have no idea what I, would make him go that crazy that he would try to kill somebody i think the fomor got to him or somebody on yeah. that level i don't think the sparta elves did anything i think the sparta think nemesis has them it's no. it's possible but i i don't think it's that deep i i think it you know it probably is old-fashioned leverage the the real question is like how closely did they get him? Because he's white court, right? Like, so he can't tell Laura, he can't get his people involved. Like how close do they have to have him basically in order for him to do this? So yeah, there's loads of questions there, but it's, you know, people get all upset about how Harry didn't handle it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, guys, when the dust settles, the resolution is almost certainly going to be, and this asshole framed me and this was the entire thing. Like, you, you know, it's, 
it's one of those things. I'm sorry it's not some deep conspiracy, but it's probably going to be like that fucker King Corb put a Fomor thing in my brain or, you know, they they told me they'd eat my baby if, you know, whatever. It's, the Fomor yeah. evil, you know, like I, I, they got to yeah. him is my guess. But. I think he was trying to tell Harry, but I, I think it's, it's purposely misled what he's saying and he's, it's like Justine something. I think I don't like that. I think it's going to okay. be something else. I've heard people say that they think he's saying Genoshqua. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be, you know, it, it could be like River's shoulders told him, like, this guy is still in play and he's going to get you. But that's, I guess that's How? a little devious for he what I would expect. He was fucking Genoshqua Jam and he's still around. Because he's immortal. Because yeah, he, he is a divine he had a being. coin. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I mean, the, the, then it leaves the question of is Asher or Lashiel still alive? And, right. Like, whatever but i just have to say the idea that justine is black council infected anything and she's the reason that thomas did something i absolutely hate it because it was completely cheap in their relationship yeah, i don't think yeah. necessarily that it has anything to do with justine i think maybe he was trying to say something else entirely mm. he was probably There's, trying it's... to say just shut up and listen but harry can be like <laughs> justine i'll protect her just get me out of here right. <laughs> justin justin Lord oh, is back. You know, Rick and Morty just Oh, uh, I, I, I think I have a feeling that one of the somebody there in that confrontation is going to be the a betrayer. And with the Justine thing, my mind went to something. I don't know if this is true of real Cthulhu lore, but you know, there's Bloodborne. There's a whole thing with giving birth to the Cthulhu monster mm. or something. So I thought maybe that there's something there. And, this is kind of a what a subreddit fan theory. Maybe it's a tinfoil thing, but that kind of makes the theory a little bit more palatable for Justine to be the traitor, or something like that. Or, or it could just be the Svartalves being a traitor somehow. But so, so she's uh, like being full on Cordelia. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's 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 my guess. Uh, as far as straight up Cordelia, okay. <laughs> if if you're gonna say Justine's the the betrayer, I think that would be a a lore fitting guess. But that's that's basically. Yeah. That's what I like about the Dresden Files is because it's got this postmodern, just piecemeal mixed stuff together. You can take other lore from other things and just say, "What about that?" Which happened in right. the source material. Right. Um, yeah. See where my head went was like, okay, maybe, maybe this we're going to be dealing with the Titans and stuff, and Titans eat babies. Maybe the Titans said they were going to eat Justine and Thomas's baby. I'm just like, all right, you need to stop this. Well, that's that's exactly the kind of thing that people say because yeah, it's in lore, but that's. It doesn't quite fit, right? If it happens now, <laughs> right? It's it's hard to discount, but I'm not going to say that's that's the first guess, you know. <laughs> no, definitely yeah. not. I'm just saying that's. I try to I try sticking with the uh, the actual lore, and I'm like, you know, Jim never actually just sticks with it like that. He always gives his own little spin to it. So right, stop. right. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, uh, as to your question earlier with favorite scenes, I love chapter thirteen, like. But apparently, people really hated that chapter Which in general. What happens right. in chapter? Uh, he goes to Butters to get patched up and oh. finds out. Uh, I just thought it was funny. I thought it was. A f uh, I thought it was a funny scene. Mm. So I mean, speaking of the funny, you know, like the the whole thing with conjuritis, it was like yes. that was one of those where it was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, a it, to me that was one of those where it was like a step too far, and then b like the humor seems so antithetical that I was like. The only way this is going to make sense to me is if it becomes plot relevant, and it it almost yeah. did with the the hounds, with the corner hounds that they 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 used it to their advantage. But yeah, then you had the the butter scene where it's like, 
you know, something, something brick wall. And it's like, oh my God, you know, like, why did you just sneeze a brick wall? I think and, that's, I think Conjurite is going to be uh, a battleground plot relevant. Right. But that's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Like, I really sure hope being he, set up for a reason, right? Yeah, I, I want this to, to reflect his cleverness. If he realizes like, oh, well, here's how I can kind of control it. So it doesn't just happen to me in the worst possible time. But it's like, oh my God, I really wish I had a functioning motorcycle right now. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> even in you the know, serious just... darkest, even the serious darkest moments you have that ridiculous humor, like, the, you know, you had like uh, the frozen, was it a frozen chicken flying out of an airplane? Turkey. and Turkey. Yeah, frozen turkey. Turkey. frozen turkey. Yeah, so. The uh, white donut with the sprinkles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I know, and I get it, but just right now, it's just so like comically ridiculous. And it seems like something like all of the main characters, like at your age, like shouldn't you have dealt with that like 10 years ago? Isn't that more of a Harry Potter type of thing? Like, come on, you know? I, you know, if, if, if uh, even half of the people in the butter scene survive, I'm going to be disappointed because then it's going to feel like it's just butter's Team, I am excited for when uh, EG is speaking to us again and he can yeah. tell us why he is mad that Butters <laughs> is getting all of this uh, reward. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it's funny that you see it that way, right? Because like a lot of people do, but uh, I I want to talk, you know, like let's have a conversation, not not necessarily today, but maybe for a future show about, you know, the ambiguous moral ground this might put you on from, you know, a conservative fundamentalist standpoint right like he's he's towing around this whole monogamy thing you know and everything like that so i mean you could unless you unless you had a different meaning but yeah like there i think having a knight of the cross have a relationship like this sends some interesting signals especially to that crowd so like well, the knight of the cross be an atheist well, I mean, there's there's plenty going on there, and I think you know for the Dresden Files, it's it's important because you know uh, atheists are objectively wrong in the Dresden verse, right? Like you could you could take Sonya's uh, agnostic <laughs> arguments and be like, well, maybe he's an alien, and it was like, at what point does the difference between he's a fifth dimensional being and he's a literal deity? At what point are you like splitting hairs? Because are you saying if, God is Mister Mixel Pixel? No, but <laughs> if you could get him to say that, you Mitchell might just, Plizic. you know, Mitchell yeah. So, <laughs> but, in that, but in any case, I mean, those are those are some theories, and it's like, how how would you square the idea that an alien gave you a powerful monster hunting sword, and right. what does that tell you about the nature of monsters if you want to follow that down? But yeah, so like, you know, Sonya's character is funny, but you know, like you can't take him seriously, and even he doesn't take himself that seriously with it because I mean, you know. He was given the sword by Michael, you know, that Michael. The only actual Christian is Michael. Shiro wasn't really Christian either. He tried to do a good job with it, though. He's a, I think he's a, uh, it's a, I think it's more of a basic human decency thing that qualifies to the swords. And I think the, uh, I think it's very in character for, uh, for something like the swords of the Northern Ice of the Cross to be used as, oh, uh, tools and convenient uh persons to stand up against the monsters rather than demanding perfection from the agents just kind of and, and that that works with what harry does too right mm -hmm. harry is on harry's a white hat despite he tries he tries to be a gray hat he's really just the white hat okay right? michael <laughs> you're the best man that i know well you know <laughs> certain baseball bat scenes come to mind and a few other things but okay 
well, there's 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 a there's a sense of justice. There's a basic human decency, and I think that's kind of what ties the Knights of the Cross together. Um, right. Yeah. So if Butter starts, you know, hacking off babies' heads or something, then that's going to be a problem. He but, literally can't. He doesn't have yeah, a sword. Yeah, he can't. The yeah. sword doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That's true. One, one of the Unless greatest demon scenes. babies. Yeah. The the wife is like, oh, I'm reading the, the sparring match between Sonya and Butters. I'm like, are you at the beginning or the end? The beginning. Oh, okay, I'll shut up then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Uh... I was a little worried Harry was going to get hurt when he put his hand in there. With the the mantle or something, I was like, ah. <laughs> right, uh, it knows. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that's that's a really important clue. Like, there's there is a lot of subtlety there because um, talking talking about hurt. right, that's a good yeah, question. Emerakis burned Susan when she was just trying to pick it up in death masks. Those are when she was doing it for good things. for good reason. Then it was like fine. Also true. Um, talking... say, I don't remember that in Death Mask. That feels like forever ago, but I say she did use it in changes, right? <laughs> yes, it, yes, but and she right. was afraid. Like the last time she touched it, it burned That's her, right. so she was worried okay. of touching it. It's like, but if you stay focused on the fact that you're trying to save your child, the sort of love will help you. Right. I still That's... think Thomas is going to pick Amarakius up. Well, I finally that... let go of my Murphy hopes and dreams of Murphy mm. taking <laughs> Now that she she'd have to use it as a cane, basically. So no, yeah. not no one's here for that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, Yoda did. Yoda made a good. Uh, That's true. She'll, be, she'll be a Valkyrie. Or yeah. Iron, or that, it really yes. feels like they're still. Yeah, he's. Well, yeah, the way that Freitas wants to hook up with her so bad. Right. <laughs> Which I, I didn't like Freitas. A lot of people I, seem I, to. I, I just like the way that it made Murphy react because nothing ever seemed to rattle her. That definitely seemed to rattle her a little bit. So I, yeah. it, it made me laugh. Murphy's I mean, been hit on by her. women before. Laura hit on her a few times. Uh, yeah, Laura, Laura hits, hits on everybody. Animal, mineral, vegetable, Laura. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I just, something about Freitas just kind of felt cheap. Like, too she much. Is, she is a little bit of a caricature, right? But, it, like, you know. Like if I, especially if I compare her to her sister, Sigrun, and Sigrun right. is just so much more impressive. I don't know. It's just like, there's something I didn't, meh. I mean, it's kind of funny, but afterwards, it's just it felt cheap. It, like she's the other kind of Valkyrie. Guard is the you know shield maiden hold the line type of Valkyrie, and mm. Freitas is the you know the We're women party also because we've got eternity. Yeah, it's like the women also drink and fuck and fight. So you know, yeah. I can do all three. Like, <laughs> what if Freitas is a mantle and Murphy becomes oh, a Freitas? Shut up. <laughs> oh, I don't think that. Can someone <laughs> mute this guy. All right. <laughs> I mean, Rashid is Vaterung, and you cannot prove otherwise, but no, Freitas isn't a mantle. <laughs> we can't prove otherwise yet, you know, like, the, so what do you think is going on while they're attacking the gates? Where do you Time think the travel. gatekeeper is? He's just fucking around at the party, staring down Faravax, or he's Time busy travel. over there, you know, don't pay any attention. Yeah. Y'all gonna make me jump to Mirror Mirror, and I don't want to do that. That's... Oof. Y'all would I'm probably so make excited. me sound like the biggest noob ever if I got in a mirror, mirror. So, don't worry, well, you have uh, that's what the book after Battlegrounds called, right? Mirror, mirror. Yes. It's supposed to be. <laughs> if you know what the Star Trek episode is about, alternate reality is coming to Dresden Files. I'm sorry, and, it is. Um, if you yeah. don't know, it's uh, the split happens at the end of Grave Peril. Harry makes a different decision, and that's where the dimensions huh. parted. Okay. Right. 
See, I wish know. I had all these years to think of these things and go back and yeah. dissect these and do a reread and all that stuff. Word of Jim uh, and, a lot, and uh, stuff. And yeah. A lot of, yeah, the word of Jim is the critical part that really forms in a lot that's, of the Yeah, that's theories. what he said. Basically. That's, this is where, what if I made a different choice and then different? this is the different Harry? Right. We finally know more about Peace Talks than Mirror Mirror, but there were, you know, several of the last five years where that was not the case. Yeah, he was more all free to talk about Mirror Mirror because he this whole idea he had for peace talks was kind of like he was going to yank it out under us right when we read even got to know about the book after that which is totally going to be named heel turn he cannot prove me wrong yet (laughs) (laughs) team heel turn still there's that word yet (laughs) i will petition (laughs) by the way you guys asking jim on on twitter when mirror mirror is coming you're jerks stop it leave him alone yeah Yeah. (laughs) right he's giving you two books this year stop Right, 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 right. Well, those people would argue he's given us one book or two half books. Fine, he's given us one book. He gave you 15 books in 15 years. Shut up. (laughs) I would would actually say that, like, for Jim, until this whole break and his life and everything, and, like, that happens, whatever, he's been, like, Sanderson-level consistent. He was, like, two books a year, pretty consistently with Dresden and Codex Alera, and then he started the new series where he also was, like, doing that one on a Dresden book. And, and then shit, big. and then everything went like like the. I mean, if you're sticking while, just so. with Dresden Files, he's basically if you count all the novellas as as a book as a book release. I mean, you get like 18 books in 20 years. Oh, cry me a river. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm, I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm I was sad I had to wait so long, especially when you get used to having a book a year. Uh, but uh, he's not been he's he's not Sanderson level, but he's pretty close. Even if you take all the novellas, you take all the other series he do. He he writes a lot. I don't think people did that. And I think we know fair. he went through some shit. He isn't sitting in front yeah. of Cheerio boxes making videos about how terrible <laughs> it is that people want another book. Okay, the what is with the Cheerio fine. boxes? I don't get it. I've seen I, that. I assume, I assume he he can't have like you know most authors who have a channel like that they have the books that they've written behind them and he has two books so he's got to fill it up <laughs> with something. Right? Right, sorry, oh. I derailed. <laughs> well, you know, don't worry, we uh, do that all the time. That's the biggest criticism of my channel. Stay on topic. No. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things with uh, with think just think about what's going in. After Battleground, we get the Olympian Affair, which maybe you guys don't care about Cinder Spires, but I think I Jim's care really a lot about. Cinder okay, you know, Spires. I never heard of that until I started reading. I'd heard of Codex Alera, okay. but when I started okay. doing the reviews that people were talking about, we're getting Cinder Spires. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Well, it's it's just it's just it's just the second book of the series. It's literally just had one book, but I think Jim's grown so much as a writer and so much as oh, kind of I a world builder. That. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like uh, Dresden Files still has a bit of the baggage from decisions he made when he first started writing. Like literally, the restoration of fate is going to be part of the big apocalyptic trilogy. Codex Solera, I think, was stronger because he had had years of experience. He had multiple novels published and a little bit more editorial input, and he was able to work it out more. Olympia hey, should Affair, I read Codex Solera? You guys think I'd like it? Absolutely, I think I so. Absolutely, guy. but I haven't made a past book question. too. If you got really through like Wheel it. of Time, there's no reason why you can't get through. Uh, a Codex Alera, these yeah. people who just really like the Buffy and the Pulp and then like the really fast-paced things like they Well, people say the- don't go into it expecting Dresden Files. I'm like, well, obviously I wouldn't, but uh, yeah. I, I, and I that's don't know. The I think that a lot of people thing. did go into it expecting Dresden Files and that's think, why they I have think you should read this next uh, for, mm-hmm. from Jim. It's really good. Oh, oh, the uh, the don't start incomplete series. Yeah, okay. Let me read book one. <laughs> <It's not even laughs> it's Jim. It's but Jim. There's good credit there, right? So like, right. he's. Finished I've got so series. many finished series. Have we're starting Malazan next year, so I'm 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 
I'm booked. <laughs> but I was curious about Codex Alera because I feel like it, it gets a lot of mixed feedback on the channel. Don't expect Dresden Files. I think it was really good. And read it before you read Cinder Spires because there's always the question of whether they're connected and you refuse to answer. Ah, so that means yes. Okay. Exactly. That was my reaction. <laughs> You didn't uh, say no. A, a <laughs> funny tidbit, since you're new to the whole uh, butcher fandom, there's a, you know how every Dresden book he has, you know, he's wearing a hat, but he very yeah. certainly is okay. not wearing a hat in the in the actual story. But he is I'm pretty sure he actually even said, "I hate hats." So I yeah. think it's just become a running joke at this point, right? Like, him so to, of course, like him making this, Buffy references for James Marsters to say. This character in this book specifically wears a hat. And oh, so guess what? He's one. not wearing on the cover. <laughs> Is that the it's same the artist? Same, it's the same yes. artist. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> so they're just kind of you know, beefing. It's crazy. I don't listen to audiobooks, but I love James Marsher. So I feel like maybe if I do a reread one day, maybe I'll try, since I know the story, maybe yes. I'll try to, to listen yeah, he to does that. A, because I mean, he's, I'm he's, watching Buffy with my eight year old for the first time, and he's just like, he loves Spike. He's like, Spike's just so cool. And I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it toot, toot and changes are the two reasons really to listen to the audiobook. I think uh, they're just wonderful. To His toot toot is great. Oh, yeah. Speak. is a great toot toot. He is a great Who did, Who's done an audiobook other than me? Justin, you did audiobook? Or I have both. Talks? The... Yeah. No. I need to get okay. a copy of it, though, because, yeah. I, I already told the wife I'm going to have to go through it like three times before Battlegrounds comes. So I feel like there's some production issues, like, like, like the sound oh. quality switches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone needs to like to like have a sample of the voices, and when it's so that so that James can listen to them before he starts. Because <laughs> I swear, Map is Grimalkin. He did change <laughs> Map's voice in this one, and I, I don't know why, but he's also done like Rashid had an Indian accent at one point, and then later mm -hmm. in the same book, he was back to being kind of that Arabic British. Right. I don't understand. Wait, 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 wait. So he gives away these kind of clues in the audiobooks. Yeah. Then sometimes. what was the voice? Then what was the voice that he used for Cal? Have we heard it on anybody else? It's very rough no. and gravelly and low, yeah. and like no, you can't. Yeah, and I think there was a hint somewhere that whatever voice that they have, I think it, like, in the text too of that. Okay, so um, maybe maybe Jim didn't actually tell him who it was. Okay. Right, like it's being uh, distorted. Uh, altered, distorted. That's right. The yeah. yeah, there. Darn. But there are clues, like you know, <laughs> Jim has given him feedback and given him, you know, like do it this way. This is how the words pronounce. You know, they do pronunciation <laughs> guides and some other sort things. Of. So, like but, sometimes uh, Jim said that, like they asked, "How do you say this word?" And he said, "I don't know. I just know how to type it." <laughs> right. <laughs> So. Or Cohen, apparently, they didn't agree on it first, so that gets changed after a couple of books. Right. Because mm. I, think, I think James started saying Marconi, and then yeah. he got notes, and it was For like the first two or three books, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Marcone, that... Dude, he was a boss in this book. That was, yes. He was a boss. He, that was I mean, he's always a boss, but this is, everyone's like flipping out. Even these goals are like, ghouls are like peace, and he's like, yo, coward. Yeah, my house. Are you a coward? What are you implying? Nothing. It's just a coward. His hands like this, and doing like, yo, we're gonna do this, this, and this. And I'm like, you know what? If I was there, I'd listen to him. Dude's just got that kind of control. That's why I love Marcone. And we still have the question of why was Marcone and Harry getting dressed together? That's in the trailer because it's there's also battleground scenes, and Priscilla wouldn't tell us which were battleground scenes. Okay, I was like, because when I saw that, I was like, well, that's a twist I didn't expect. 
Right. <laughs> so this so, is I, mean, I love Marcone, but that's not that's not that's not something that I ship there. Okay. Everybody writing slash fiction is like, hold up. <laughs> Let's say these uh, super the, the supernatural fan fiction community get a hold of this stuff. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, there will be background. I guess they're getting dressed for the, for a big battle or something. I don't know what what they were doing, but we'll we'll find out. I mean, they were wrestling, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and that fa- that fake out that fake out in the trailer with Harry and Laura, and then and then in the book it's like ah, oh, it's an illusion. When Mab specifically yeah. says Laura is not allowed to eat him, I was like, okay, so she's gonna eat him, and right. it's gonna cause shit. And then it was just a fucking illusion. It's just I didn't mean right. that pun, but it's <laughs> 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 uh, just uh, it was like I get it. It was kind of. Well done. I just I was expecting so much. I was expecting Laura to be more of a bad guy instead of the sidekick, even though it's being she, very well executed. Well, she does she, come after most daggers, so that, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even just the sidekick. They've he very much made her like girl next door and vulnerable this story. And so like even Freitas at the end is like, you know, she really likes you, as in like likes you, likes you, right? And you done fucked up. And it's like, yeah, bro, we've known since White Knight. We didn't forget. But at the same time, like, yeah, that tiger really likes you, as in likes you, likes you, but I'm not gonna let down my guard, <laughs> you know, like fine. <laughs> She's still a monster. Like, <laughs> come on. Laura is. Hey, I just finished watching Tiger King, so that actually just went somewhere else. That, you know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Tiger King. Never Whoa. once, not even to try it. I'm nope. too. I live in Florida. Real, sorry, it's too close. God, yeah. I gotta stop this. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, I mean, if you want to talk about the Laura thing and like the illusion and everything, like how how bad does that make Marcone look though? That like this shit happens underneath his nose. It's like, so was he somehow in on it or was Harry's whole misdirection thing just so perfect that like nobody in a field of demigods and, you know, immortals who has like true sight by virtue because they almost certainly do you know, Fairfax like is the two, only one paying attention. Yeah. There were at least yeah. seems like there were two people. Oh my god, that staring contest. That was yeah. one of the best things. And Vaderung even had a pipe just to piss off Fairfax. Oh. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it it also, I mean, you know, Fairfax catching him and Vaderung staring him down. Like, what does Vaderung have on Fairfax that he backed down? Like, I honestly didn't think Vaderung was on Fairfax's <laughs> level in, in terms of power. Right. They're not. Yeah. Okay, so. Based, from the various words of Jim, uh, Vaterung basically took a step down in order to have more ability to act, he has less power. And in a different one, he said that if Mab threw down with Ferovax, she would barely make it because Ferovax is that strong. So I don't know what Vaterung has on him, but Vaterung is not as powerful as a dragon. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe certainly not personally, but maybe with Monarch, he's like, you know, do you really want to oh. fight a thousand iron or yarn? You know, like we can, we can make this work. <laughs> was that the first, when would we last see this? Was it Grave Peril the last time yeah. we saw this character? When we saw him, yeah. yeah he's, he's referenced yeah. in Skin Game, but, uh, you know. That yeah, was like that moment when you have like all the crossovers characters and you're like, well, I forgot yeah. about this character. I, mean, I was kind of waiting for Mavra to show up there for a second. Mavra will return in Mirror Mirror. So, oh, okay, yeah. great. Word of Jim. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but See, I can watch all the spoiler, read all is... the spoiler stuff now. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, she is like a member of the Black Council and they are, or Black Court, Court. and they are uh, signatories, right? So I really did expect 
a representative of some Didn't kind. someone say that Mavra was seen moving around? Yeah, didn't Freda say that? Yeah. Mavra was seen active a year ago. Right. I forget where did they say or... Yeah. Just did you guys catch the name drops of the, of the of books as well? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I did see... We, they, they did talk about... Peace, they did say peace talks. And they, I mean... Oh, Stormfront too. I think that was one oh. more. Oh yeah, he that was, does. That was kind of funny. He, he does pine. Yeah, he does pine for Victor uh, a little bit. You know, man, I miss the easier days where it was just some punk, you know, warlock making drugs. Yeah, no, but it's like um, literally the book title is dropped into the text. Stormfront. I, didn't I mean, it. that has to be on purpose. Well, I'm sure Summer Night probably came up in there somewhere, right? No, I, well, probably. Fix was there. Fix yeah. was there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Which... we had the question, sorry, Fairfax uh, no, go got a box of jewels from Bianca's party. Mm -hmm. And I asked Jim, was it infected? And he refused to answer. It, the question is still there because the uh, people who gave him the box was Cal and Kamori who gave the poison athame mm -hmm. to Leah. And the Maps athame, no headcount. Maybe. We'll get into that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a deep lore episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was really fun it, to see too. I mean, so the you guys question are making is me just so, smile and nod here on some uh, of these things. Right. <laughs> the, the question about the jewels thing kind of brings up like Mab's whole thing, right? Mab obviously was able to figure it out and cure it. So it's possible Farabax being on her level doesn't have the same difficulties, you know, that uh, that Leah would have. You know, so but that also gives you a very fucking targeted like where in the hierarchy of the cosmology do you need to be before you're susceptible? I mean, if we've still only case. seen she be infected. True. So far as we know, right. until Ebenezer, Carlos and, uh, you know, everybody else comes out, we're like, we were secretly infected the whole time. So, Thomas, Justine. It's going to turn Justine's into like baby. who's a Cylon. Who's right. a, no, you're oh, a yeah. no, you're a sideline. It's gonna turn into that kind of thing, which I'm I'm here for. Uh, I love that. Well, I love the you're like the thing, John Carpenter thing or the thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 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 all about that. Yeah. Oh man, could you imagine Dresden going through the thing? That would be fantastic. Thank you, thank you. For well, that. he's he's got a lot of fire, so I think he'll be fine. Right. No, I mean definitely, there's burning blood taking place, but just yeah, but like his whole the visceral unreliable reactions. narrator thing going through the thing would be really, really fun. Mm, like I, I right. said, I think it was a uh, was it cold days where I said one of the things I really liked was him just having like these just sinister ass thoughts into him. He was like normalizing them and rationalizing them. Like, oh yeah, I could just like lay her down and just have my way with her. It wouldn't be a big deal. And I'm just like, wow, you might be going loony, buddy. So yeah, something <laughs> like the thing would be really fun to to hear from his point of view. Right. He's also kind of like. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead, but no, no, no. I've got a crazy tinfoil theory. You go first. Oh, I was just, I, I hate when people criticize that in the books because, well, first of all, the world doesn't oh, let him it. act this way, etc. etc. But it's also one of the only downsides that we know of to the winter mantle. So, if that wasn't there, that whole him having trouble with his ur human urges that they're getting amplified by the winter mantle, then it was kind of that. Then there wouldn't really be any downside to having the mantle. I think not knowing that he's hurt, that one's a big one, right? Like he just he'll, mm -hmm. he'll like he could tear his ACL and not even notice it and that's, just completely wreck his leg. You know, that's that, good that, that and kind bad, of thing. But yeah, that's good. That's a good point. I I, I do think that uh, I can go on record saying I'm, I was a bit frustrated in previous books with the winter mantle thing being just explicitly mostly kind of sexualized and then well, of course the physical injury part is nice too and that's a decision that Jim kind of has to live with but in this book 
it's it's kind of more of a fade to black. It's rather than just having a, a chapter that's just about the nasty. It's, you know. Uh, it wasn't the dream sequence in Skin Game. Right. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. We already it's had a little that, bit right? more than just first. Yeah. Exactly. So, I generally yeah. like how he write, writes those kind of scenes and throughout the book. It's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, okay, it doesn't really get that explicit. I, and I kind of don't really want it to get explicit. Like right. the worst was probably the worst. Oh, if depends five. if you like that or not. Would have so been I'll, the be, I'll be honest. I I didn't know if him and Murphy actually in the book or not right. at first. I was like, did they actually do it? Because I was like, in Skin Game, he wrote like six paragraphs where I thought, okay, <laughs> it's finally happening. Which by the way, right. I want to give him credit has... because I always <laughs> criticize fantasy authors stop writing sex scenes. It's not your forte. I was like, I was reading that. I was kind of like. It's pretty good. <laughs> but this, I just guess she just basically tells him to get over it. I'm like, well, did they or not? And then obviously Ramirez, like they, they yeah. kind of confirmed that. But a little but bit too much. I was I was thinking maybe for... is this part of my arc? Did they did it maybe not? Is it not in the arc or something? But you guys were saying it's the same. Well, thing, it, huh? yeah, right. And death masks, he conceived a child, so it's not just skin game. So, right. uh, well, I mean, well, death mask had bondage sex though. So I mean. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was which was a I think it was a bet right it was a bet or a dare yeah you yeah. can't make a plot board. relevant one you, yeah so mm-hmm. you can't make a, a sex scene plot relevant oh boy so he's still yeah, paying for years. Yeah. <laughs> well then there was cold days too that was kind of sort of in a fade to hurricane black something but it was there it was broadcasted oh yeah that one yeah uh, oh changes it was changes yeah, I was yeah. Well, somebody yeah. but so here's, the fact that Lara got burned was really good oh dude i'm i am pretty relieved because that was there there was that opening that was one of the unresolved plot points that i've been keeping in the back of my mind is that laura was keeping track of that shit right and this book it almost makes it more like she was keeping track of it because she really has you know the hots for harry it's not just an act whereas like earlier on it was like she's keeping tabs on him because she needs to get leverage on him and she knew that he and susan and it was like in in the deeps she's like really still how many years ago was that (laughs) and then the lucio thing left him vulnerable and you're like shit you know like when is she gonna catch on and then of course it's like by the way this morning (laughs) you know yeah with the trailer and thinking of like okay so lara's going to eat him now this is really dangerous he really needs that protection it's kind of an occupational hazard at this point right. and now I he has the thought that trailer was just gonna be full of mr x on purpose well i mean it was apparently so yeah. so <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I i i didn't watch a trailer because i didn't obviously anything sports so i watched it like 60 seconds before i started reading peace talks nice. and i was like okay hey i remember that from the trailer i remember that trailer. so maybe not having the time to dissect it like uh probably uh, did you guys do like a frame by frame on it probably <laughs> I not just, quite I, that I just, bad but we also had priscilla on so she was able to tell us like yeah, oh you okay, guys that, are that, that probably helps you know yeah, you guys I, totally I, missed all this shit so yeah i mean i can just imagine priscilla with the whole mist like the sex scene for example being she knew it was an illusion and and the battleground stuff like we don't really know what is yet she's sitting with jim like <laughs> oh right. now i know how you feel jim <laughs> yeah yeah, so which one was I, it, the master or the apprentice? So, okay, I've got I've got the tinfoil Always theory. Always two there are. Let's get, let's That's get the tinfoil. Tinfoil, tinfoil, tinfoil. So we know that the book after Battleground is Mirror Mirror, and there have been many things pointed out uh, in this book as kind of inconsistencies, things uh-huh. that aren't quite right, uh-huh. and it's been said. I don't know if this is true that beta readers caught some of these and Jim just didn't want to fix them. Like, 
the better future society. I've never been here before in the flesh. Right? Mm -hmm. So what if peace talks is an alternate version of Harry that we were meeting for the first time uh -huh. and the battleground, it'll tie back into the main continuity. I think eh. that would that would probably <laughs> piss a lot of people off. Honestly. Right, because well, if we're I would expect that gross... mirror, mirror, yeah. But but I, hey, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. That's not bad, really. I mean, I could, I could see that. It would from make the lead into mirror, mirror makes sense. <laughs> well, which Voyager episode is still tinfoil? It's not. Yeah. Don't take that seriously. Oh my goodness! What? Why would you tempt oh, me? Holy shit! What are you doing what? here? Cut it! We're piece. out. So this has been a production of the Dresden Files podcast. I thought you weren't joining us, E.G. You were gonna take a month to read the book. Don't, don't do it. He doesn't have his ears in. Oh, he does. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't joining you. And then I got the book early, and then it was really short. I <laughs> I got so criticized for calling it short. And no, then Ben. <laughs> And then Ben started staying stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's been watching it live. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, He's been sitting out right now. Ben's going off the deep end. I'm joining. That's it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is going long then. Um, yeah, I was gonna no, say it's, it's about not to gonna go that long. A two-hour oh. episode, I'm gonna need an intermission. No. So. I just I, I popped on at the end because I had actually just finished it before. Nice. So I came on to look and see what you were talking about, and then Ben was saying stupid shit. So I was like, no. <laughs> so you're like, you just finished it. Yeah. And how so do how, you feel? How, what do you think? Right. Let's get your opinion really quick. Just like and cut. Your, no, open, your initial thoughts. It, um, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I saw um initially in the in the subreddit the uh the complaints um right before i came on and i get it because i understand it's supposed to be two books and i understand all that but there there's a lot of stuff in here that could have been done better sure that's true anyway um as far as general uh stuff goes I mean, um, I'm really just waiting for that Butters death scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. He already died. He died and went to heaven. That's why he's got two no. girlfriends. It so. can't come soon. <laughs> yeah. It can't. We can't do it again any more than we can burn down Harry's house again. Oh wait, we did that too. So. Yeah. yeah. But I figured I would I would drop in like a Titan and kick you guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I just, before we ended off, I kind of wanted to touch on that whole the fight between Ip and and Harry and the, I re, I like the fake out really got me because I was like it was good. I was like I was like okay oh god I I was I was like I had tears in my oh no Ip is gonna use like his death curse to save Harry Ip is gonna <laughs> die. Well, probably I was gonna. like, Jim, you're really going to kill off Harry again? I mean, come on, this was four books ago. What are you doing? Yes, yeah, so that's where I'm it at. was. It was so great because it was like, there's he's hamming it up somewhere, 
and you know because it's like he can't die obviously we also know that he survives the book and, and whatever else but you know it's always a joke i have with the wife when you're watching a show one of the main characters like dies on screen you're like well that was a short movie you know this one was like oh well you know that's the end of the dresden files and whatever but then ebenezer's like you son of a bitch <laughs> you know you're having it up for me and then but the fact that he like unhooks the telephone at the same time right that 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 it goes from his re shocked realization to just Harry being like, he fucking killed me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, it was I, just, yeah, so great. I, but. that scene got to me, like, emotionally. And then I felt like, like, I just got yanked when, when I was like, oh. There was, so for me, there was a fair bit of shock with how that played out, but it was also the disbelief. But I was still riding the shockwave from the fact that Ebenezer wound up to do it in the first place. That Ebenezer was like, fuck Laura Wraith, fuck Thomas, fuck Karen Murphy, fuck Freitas. I'm going to blow up that boat to get to Thomas. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I in the moment, I was like, he can't use magic to kill. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, right, because the Black Staff. Yeah. But still, even there, I was like, you are way over the line. And that's when I finally started to realize, like, he isn't just like, angry out of control because again when he was arguing and fighting with harry it still was a fair bit of like one hand tied behind his back he, he during the fights he didn't seem like he was completely off the rails until that moment and then that was like yep that's it you are over the line market zero we're done here you know like i don't know how he's gonna fix that with harry like that he probably won't and this is one of the reasons again i think ebenezer is going to die he is yeah. going to have some glorious embrace of thomas and love all of his grandchildren and then he's going to give harry the black stuff and die gross no i well, said I, he wasn't I, die I, and i'm counting this as a win so i thought it was like i thought it was a losing control and then uh he dies but i guess i'm always wrong so i, I pass it off to eg's win <laughs> <laughs> yes it is you are absolutely wrong about this being the mirror mirror verse yeah, <laughs> right like while you were talking about your tinfoil theory like i could borrow some of this and ascribe it to what if he didn't fix some of the shit because of time travel but i don't i don't understand how he could justify the the bfs thing right yeah. like it unfortunately that does lend to your theory that's the only thing but uh yeah. <laughs> you well, know, no, like... because there's also the the last time a dragon was killed which apparently Ebenezer right. was responsible for, but Michael killed one 25 years ago. Right. I, yeah, I was yeah. very much having a tough time with that. So I, I want to go read that passage again specifically. And yeah, there, there were definitely some continuity. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have done two rereads by the time this weekend is over. So yeah. Wow. But so then. we will really tear into the book and all of its new information in two weeks. Do we have any more things we want to share about peace talks right now? Yeah, fuck butters. <laughs> That's the idea. Chapter 13 You're was mad the best because chapter. he's getting fucked. Yeah, I'm mad like because thing. of that. I'm mad because he's in the book to begin with. I'm I'm <laughs> mad that he's beating Sonya and sparring and taking over Son who Sonya, the best knight of all, and he's usurping him. I don't want to hear it. No. Fuck you know, him. if no. you read the expanded universe, it makes a Stop lot of it. sense. No. Although I do appreciate, I did, I did a write-up once upon a time about how the angels were the ones empowering the blades, and I'm kind of glad that that turned out to be true. It right. always made That's sense to me. Yeah. But what were you gonna say, Mike? 
I was just gonna say with, the, with a lot of the reviews is, is 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 I feel like you gotta wait for Battleground because it's very clear this mm-hmm. is a two. I could tell who wasn't old enough to be alive when Picard got turned into a Borg and Riker says fire, right. and then you had a, a cliffhanger for six months. So I could tell who wasn't around for stuff like that. If this is really this is very very easy of a cliffhanger in my opinion. Where okay, it's good even, a stopping point. It's I mean, not it's, it's not like Harry getting shot some, and falling off a boat and that's where the book ends. And then you gotta wait a year and a half. I didn't, but you know. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> I can tell who wasn't around for that. If this cliffhanger and you get the resolution in 75 days, if that's bothering you, yeah, have some patience. Numbers However, don't if matter. Battleground comes out and I feel like we didn't get enough resolution, then I'll then I'll, I'll I'll grade this book probably differently. But as of right now, I enjoyed it. But again, I binge read this series. I didn't have a super super long wait for it, so maybe that is affecting my reaction to it. There's something mm-hmm. about the wait that just seems very suspicious, and the fact that uh, they are releasing 77 days apart. And that's how long Harry spent in Mab's rehab program. Oh, there was- uh, <laughs> What? Illuminati confirmed. Right. Yeah, right. Thomas <laughs> apparently attacked Etri seven minutes into the peace talk time oh, period damn, thing. Like there was this a lot like, of numbers and it felt suspicious. This likes talk about 19 yep. and Stephen King books here. This is this is good. This is good. <laughs> oh, you should read Vlad Taltosh series and track all the time 17 shows up. I also mm. think the whole all of the criticism, while some of it is certainly, I mean, I, it doesn't take away. I still think it's a great book. Uh, I think it's also a more a, a vocal minority because the overall ratings and Goodreads so oh, far. Oh, I have is, guys on my Discord it's saying fine. it's worse than Full Moon. I'm like, stop it, stop right. it, God. <laughs> yeah, the face no, she just I, made, I, exactly. I, I, That's I what I said. Know. That's what I did when I read no. it. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's not worse than Full Moon. It's not worse than Ghost Story, but it's. I mean, it's up in the top I can three. see why oh people God. think I like so Ghost Story. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. I can't yeah. believe I forgot. We have a tradition for new guests that you have to tell us your favorite three Dresden books and your favorite character. That is uh, true. We forgot that. My favorite not Harry character? shot. I don't feel like Michael's probably an unpopular answer, but uh, basically uh, the one paragraph of Michael I get per book now is always usually my favorite. Uh, changes, Death Mask, and Skin Game are probably my three favorites right now. And I still feel like I haven't. Two out of three, Mike. Not bad. Basically, basically, <laughs> if it has uh, Nicodemus and the Denarius in it, I, it's my favorite book. I love that, and I can't wait for book twenty because you know it's they're coming back every five books. Dude comes back, so no, he's uh, on yeah, the run now. Like you know, there's yeah, okay. people yeah, it's not like he was brought up. No, twice. it'll be Mirrorverse version, and he'll show yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> he's really a good guy. But that list right. might change, but I feel like death masks and uh, and, and changes are going to be locked in there for a while, at least two of those three. Hmm. But I really did like Skin Game, and it's mostly because you had uh, Hades petting Cerberus and asking, telling mm. him who's a good boy. Who's a right. good boy? <laughs> Director didn't spit take when you said death masks, so she must have become and- desensitized. So Because that's your oh, least favorite book, was, isn't it? See, no, Stormfront is. Oh, okay. Death Mass was the book where I went from I like the series to I love it. So, but again, I, I've well, always first been a big, I was I was a big Michael series, fan. That was mine for Summer Night. The first time I was reading the series, I kind of I stopped in Death Mask and I didn't pick it up again for years. And so I, I started up again and I kept reading. And it there is some weird weakness there, but I do enjoy other parts of it, and it's an okay thing. And then Stormfront is clearly the worser book because he was still learning how to do it. I think I was very, very much influenced by Buffy and Angel, where Nicodemus felt straight like a villain from a season of Buffy or Angel, and that's why I kind of connected with those mm-hmm. villains the best. Nice. And we have all the villains yeah. now in Peace Talks. 
right. everyone's here. Like the, and it the is like, versions. They're all heroes now. I'm using they're that. They're the mirror mirrors. I wonder if Mark comes roof and yeah. I'm starting to hashtag a mirror mirror verse with a little tinfoil hat next to it. <laughs> like everyone who's on like team team reality, I guess. Even the bad guys is kind of got a band together. So it's like here. dressed in yeah. Avengers Assemble, right? You you can't blow up the world. That's where I keep all my stuff. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> oh, I'm so excited okay. for Battlegrounds. Yes, I'm yeah. pretty. Uh, the publisher be- told me I'd be getting an arc, so Yay. if you guys want to hop in my my DMs and let me tell you everything that happens, I will. Yeah. No, I won't. Can't, we'll Kidding. do a reading party. So yeah, masks, gloves, ARC. Yeah. Let's go. All right, but I, it comes out 73 days from now, I believe, if I have the numbers counted right. And from now until then, we're going to be tearing apart peace talks and all of the various details and lore that we can possibly do that. Yay. And I'm going to watch all the spoiler stuff that I didn't get to watch for years. So, <laughs> right. Yes. And read, now, read the short stories. Read the short stories. I, this is definitely happening. That's definitely, I've only read uh, only read Aftermath at the moment, but uh, mm. I do know obviously Zoo Day is one that's supposed to be very important. Bombshell. Uh, God, what was a winter or something? Cold <sighs> something? I, I cold think, one about Molly. Yeah, yeah those mm-hmm. apparently the ones that I really go. But I'm just going to start at the beginning and read them all. I can't yeah. believe that Mike doesn't do audio that much, and he won't get to hear James's rendition of Mouse in Sue Day, <laughs> which is just oh, he actually has a voice for Mouse. <sighs> that guy's just yeah. too talented to not really be working in, in TV or movies right now. Well, Jim has said that he is one of the most in demand, and we cannot afford him. Uh, Marsters does it because he likes the series too, and even waiting mm-hmm. for peace talks, he asked, "Where the hell is the book?" <laughs> maybe if they actually do make this an animated series maybe he'll just have james marshall's do like all the voices like all of them like every character <laughs> all right uh we have stuff to plug so plug away everyone all at once. uh go check out mike i bow to no corporate sponsors i have no sponsors on the channel like at all neither do we because every day i get offers every day <laughs> and they all want me to have like a 60 second spoken ad and i'm like i'm not doing that that's great shadow I'm legends man that's the way to go. Word for our sponsor, Rain Shadow Legends. <laughs> right, you are on YouTube. You're on Twitter. I uh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't. Twitter really is much more of a uh, an advertising tool. I don't really do it very much anymore. I, I have a Discord for the channel, which is where uh, the best place to talk. But the channel, Mike's book reviews, really is just. I felt like it had become a. We've gotten to a point as a people where you couldn't have a difference of opinion, and uh, I wanted to create a channel where it was okay. Here's my opinion on a book. If you disagree, I want you to hop in the comments and let's talk about it. So it was a channel really based off a discussion because none of my in real life friends read. I mean, they really don't. <laughs> and if they do, it's like nonfiction stuff. And I've never been the nonfiction big guy. So uh, I, I just it was something I wanted to create a place to be able to talk about all these books that I love and to talk about difference of opinion and being like, you know what? You and I disagree. That's okay. We can still be pals. We can still get a beer, hang out and talk about these things. And I just feel like with the internet, it's just it's just something that kind of got away from like, you. Are you uh, sure you, like, you're... Wind, you are a Nazi? You know, that's what it had gotten to. I, and say, I, I didn't. I, I didn't have very specifically anymore. never had a beer with any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not allowed to like be, you know, within six feet of each other anymore. So, you know, yeah. I was already or doing that. Miles you know, all I do is read and take care of my kids. So I don't really do any of that. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a channel that's welcoming to anybody. So stop by if you want. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Be fun. Happy to talk to you about uh, things other than just Dresden Files. <laughs> <laughs> What's the there point? are other things, shockingly. 
Yeah, we had, right? had so many tangents. We just had another podcast we made yeah. so that we can put all the tangents in there. And, and guess what we still talk about? Yep. Dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so all the tangents, you know, give or take. Like I said, I have all the time new new people to channel will drop in the comments and be like, oh, can't you stay on topic? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the charm. <laughs> Staying on topic is boring. Just, yeah, so just write down on the script to be like, I am on topic. It's on the you know. stream of consciousness. <laughs> this is the way to go. Exactly. That's why we don't have structure. That's why we don't edit. Yeah, that's why. But thank yeah. you guys so much for having me. I, I Like I said, I did podcasting for like 10 years before I got into the, the whole booktube thing. And it was a ton of fun, a lot less post-production, you know? So uh, I, I had a ton of fun with it. And I'm glad to see that you guys have actually targeted an audience and been able to, I imagine, make it grow over the last five years. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Stick with it. Thank you. We will. And you're welcome <laughs> back anytime. I would love to, especially just to see uh, Jacob make fun of Benjamin. It seems like that's probably the best part of the show here at the end. It is America's first, favorite pastime. So. First, Ben would have to show up to an episode on a consistent basis. Well, here's the thing. It's like, really, you don't even really need the audio. Just see, like, his facial reactions whenever Benjamin's talking. That seems to be, yeah, that's that's the <laughs> That's the head shake right there. That's he, the one. Like, oh, he boy. says about a thousand things without saying a word at all. It's, it's we were just impressive. talking about reaction videos, not having content. Jacob's face is full of content. <laughs> I've watched his reaction video. <laughs> yeah, you can, if you want, watch our episodes of Skin Game when we were doing a reread, and you can just watch him be mad at Butters. <laughs> and Karen, all of it. It's good. It was fun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Karen beat a Valkyrie in this book. Fuck. <laughs> Where did she get the grenades? She doesn't have pockets. Right. Where did the grenades come from? Okay. No, I'm okay. out. I'm done. All right. We will be back next time in uh, two weeks. <laughs>